Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. This is part three of my series discussing 30 maxims to live by. So if you've followed part one and part two, you know that a maxim is a principle or a rule of conduct. So it is a framework and a series of principles you can use to help guide you through life and all the things which are important to you. So for me, when I created these 30 maxims to live by, they encompassed three main areas. My family, my fitness, and my business. Those are the three things which mean the most to me, and I wanted to have some things which will help govern and improve me across those three areas in life. So people talk about work-life balance and you know how to get the most out of that and how to get the scales kind of level. I am of the opinion that the scales are always gonna shift. You are always going to be out of balance in some way, shape, or form if you want to excel in one of those areas or multiple areas. It's gonna sort of go from one area to the next. It's gonna be on family for a while. You're gonna put more emphasis and a priority on that. And then at times you're gonna have to do a bit of a sprint with your career or your business where all hands are on deck and you're just gonna have to go balls to the wall and really work hard for a day, a week, or a month at a time. And with your fitness, we need to make sure that that is still a priority Because if it's not, those other two areas will fall by the wayside. If your level of fitness and strength and immunity go down, you're going to get sick, you're going to get injured, and you're not going to be able to sustain a good high performance across those three domains. Okay? So today I'm going to keep going down the list of those 30 maxims, and I'm going to start at number 21. Your attitude determines your altitude. What this means is that your mindset and the way that you think is going to determine how high you go up the ladder. So this can be with your career and your job. If you have a shit attitude, you are not going to progress and develop into a higher position at work. So I've been involved with a number of different jobs and I've exposed myself to a number of different people across multiple industries and businesses. And I can tell you firsthand, the people who are invested in their job and they give a shit and they care about what they do, they always perform better. And because their performance is better, they get better results with their clients, with their business, and they rise up the ranks. If you are somebody who goes to work and you think, oh, fuck, here we go again, the daily grind, and you're in a negative mindset before you even get to work, I can guarantee your performance is going to be absolute dog shit. And it all comes down to your attitude. If you don't like what you do, change it. You're in control here. And this is is the thing. This is why I created these maxims is you are in control and you get to decide how you show up every single day. So if you decide to have a bad attitude and you decide that you hate your job and you decide you're not going to put any time, effort, energy into actually improving yourself so you can do a better job and improve your performance and maybe get a pay rise and go up the scale, then that's on you. It comes down to, and it starts with your attitude. 
So that's from a business perspective. If we're thinking about your attitude from a health and fitness standpoint, if you consider exercise to be a chore and you think, I have to exercise, already you've put yourself in a negative mindset. You don't have to do anything. You get the opportunity to train. Some people don't have that opportunity. Think about that. If you've got two arms and two legs and fully a fully functioning body, consider yourself lucky. There are some people who would fucking kill to have a fully functioning body and be able to just do a normal training session. So it's your attitude that determines how far you will go in life. So that's number 21. Number 22, control your emotions or they will control you. I think we've all heard the term emotional eating. And this is a big component to why I feel that Australia has such a big problem with being overweight and obese. The stats are clear. And the rate of obesity and being overweight is just going up and up and up. Over 63% of the population is overweight. And you can't say it's a lack of information. We know more about food and nutrition and science and how the body operates. We have more information than we've ever had. So it's not a matter of not knowing what to do, but it's a matter of making the correct decision for your goals. We know what leads to weight gain. It's a calorie surplus. There is a, we're not controlling energy balance. You're consuming too many calories. That's, that's the crux of it, really. So if you are making your decisions based upon how you feel and only on an emotional standpoint, more often than not, you're going to run into trouble. So the way I kind of operate and think about things is I like to have a plan in place. For the majority of the things which are important to me, I sit down and I kind of construct where I want to be. What do I want to happen? So with you, with your health, what is it that you want to achieve? And once you sit down and you identify across the four areas what you need to do to become the best possible version of yourself with your training, your nutrition, your mindset, and your discipline, and you have a suitable framework and routine that you can consistently achieve, you only have one thing left to do, and that is to execute the plan. But most people, and possibly yourself included, don't even get that far. You don't even have a plan. You just fly by the senior plans. Monday rocks up and you think, yeah, sure, I'll go to the gym. That sounds like a good idea. It's Monday. I'll start my diet and I'll get back on the wagon. And then you don't follow that plan that you create. And it comes down to emotions. You are being emotionally driven to make certain decisions. I had a hard day at work. I don't feel like training. Well, I can tell you right now, I've been training consistently for 12 years. The amount of training sessions I've done when I didn't feel like it is fucking huge. Sometimes in life, with your training, with your food, you're going to have to do things you don't like. And you have to understand that if you do not understand this concept, you won't get very far and you will consistently stay on that hamster wheel. And that's why so many people struggle to lose weight. And they do the yo-yo diet. They put their foot down and they follow the plan for a little while and then they fall off the wagon and then they lose motivation and then they just don't follow the plan and then they end up back at square one. Just keep following the fucking plan. Once you have a plan in place, and you, you already do this, you, you already do this in some capacity. At work, you have a task list. 
there is your plan. In order for you to have a successful day, all you have to do is follow the fucking plan. It's like baking a cake. If you have a recipe in front of you and it says, put all of these ingredients together, mix them up, put them in a baking tin or a baking tray into the oven at 180 degrees for 20 minutes, for 20 minutes. All you have to do is follow those steps. They have been proven to make the best tasting cake or muffin or whatever it is. You just follow the recipe to a T and you're going to get the exact recipe and combination and best tasting treat that there is. But when you go off the plan, when you try and speed things up, maybe you wanna have your cake in 10 minutes. So you double the temperature. That's not gonna cook it any better. All it's gonna do is leave the cake burned to a crisp. And conversely, if you try and do it as a slow burn, if you think, I'll just take my time and I'll just I'll, I'll just eat, I'll cook but really slowly and it's be nice, thoroughly cooked and really delicious. So maybe you think I'll turn the temperature down and I'll do it for 45 minutes. That's not gonna make the best tasting cake either because you haven't followed the plan. Don't go by field, don't go by how, you know, what type of day you had. Once you set yourself a plan, follow the plan. Don't let your emotions drive your decisions because more often than not, they will get you in trouble. Which brings me to number 23. Long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. So once again, I'm gonna use a couple of these same sort of ideas and concepts. And this goes back down to dieting. Trying to lose weight is people do this four week or eight week or 7.5 week challenge. And then they go all or nothing. They just put all of their efforts and emphasis and energy into this diet for however many weeks it is. What they're doing is they're following the plan. Fantastic, that's great. But what happens after the program's finished? What happens after that seven and a half week diet or four week challenge? What do you do then? Can you sustain that? Most people can't. And that's why we have such an issue surrounding weight and exercise routines and staying healthy and longevity. I want you to really look at your whole week and your lifestyle and ask yourself, is this sustainable? If I keep doing what I'm doing right now, can I see myself doing it in six months time? Can you see yourself doing your exercise regime, your diet in 12 months time? In a year from now, will you still be able to keep up the level of intensity that you are showing right now? Because if the answer is no, you need to find some way to bridge the gap so you can confidently say, yes, I will be doing this and I will be following the plan and I will still be getting results a year from today. If not, you need to find a way to become more consistent. Otherwise, you will burn out, fizzle out, and your results will disappear. And again, the yo-yo diet. So you can see how there's that inter it's, uh, it's very interconnected, yeah? Number 24, this life is 100% your responsibility. I want you to think about something for a moment. I have experienced a few cases where people come to me and they, they want some help with their training or their nutrition, or they just wanna become more disciplined and get their shit together. So we sit down and we discuss what's been happening in their life. And 
I ask people a bit about their training history. What have you done in the past? What's worked, what hasn't? And if I see a couple similarities between what they're doing and it is in direct contrast to what they want, what what I mean by this is I tried this approach and it didn't work. And then, you know, maybe I tried CrossFit and it just wasn't for me. And I tried this online program and it was cool for a little while, then it stopped working. And then I did this other approach because it popped up on my newsfeed um, and it wasn't quite for me. It didn't work. It didn't get the results I wanted. And then I tried training from home and, you know, I got injured. If, if you're doing all of these different approaches, you have to ask yourself, is it really the program's fault? Or... Can we look at it objectively and think, you've tried 16 different diets, you've tried 10 different training programs, you've consistently read different articles from all of these various fit pros and fucking models on Instagram, and you still haven't achieved what you want. Maybe it's not everybody else. The common denominator here is you. So I actually read a post this morning which was spot on, I just absolutely loved it, is If you are working with a qualified coach and you have a specific goal, you will have a specific plan. If you follow the program to a T, and I do mean to a T, this is where attention to detail comes in. If your program has a warm-up and you know how to perform that warm-up and you don't do it, you're not following the program to a T, are you? You're cutting corners. You're taking shortcuts. Take responsibility for your actions. Everything. And I do mean everything. This life is 100% your responsibility. If things aren't going the way you want them to, how can you address it? How can you take on more responsibility and fix it? That's what I want you to start to think about. Take some fucking ownership of your situation. If you're not happy with it, who is there to blame? You can try and blame everybody else. You can blame your boss. You can blame the traffic. You can blame the weather. Or you can take a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror and say, it's on me. This is on me. This is my responsibility. I fucked up. I didn't do what I needed to do. I didn't follow the plan. Or maybe you didn't even have a plan. But ultimately, you are the driver in the car of your life. You direct the car, whether or not you're going at four miles an hour, five k's an hour, or fucking 110 k's down the freeway. It is your life and it is your responsibility. If you're not happy with it, you need to do something to change it. Nobody else will do it for you. Which leads me to number 25. If you don't know something, ask for guidance. This ultimately comes back down to ego. I've always, I've been fortunate. I've I've done sport my whole life. I did martial arts from a very young age, from about, I think it was six years old till I was 12. And then I played football, soccer, from about 10 until now. I'm still playing. And I've always had a coach. So if I was doing something with my Taekwondo and I didn't understand how to do something, I would ask my teacher, I would ask my coach, my instructor, and I would say, hey, kind of, how do I improve this? Or if we were breaking boards and I couldn't do it, they would give me some instruction and they would help me to actually improve and do what I needed to do. Same thing with football. I take it quite seriously and I still, even at my age, at 29, I still believe I can improve and I want to improve. But the only way I can do that is by 
improving my shortcomings on the things I'm not so good at. So how do I do that? I ask for help. I ask my coach, hey, I'm struggling with this. What can I do to improve it? Or if I was in a bad position on the pitch, you know, what do I do next time? How do, how do I make sure that I'm in a better position so it doesn't happen again? Or if it's with my business, I ask my coach, hey, I'm struggling with this. What do you think I should do? What are my options? And this is something, like I said, it comes down to ego. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There are numerous services and coaches and people out there who are happily available and ready to help you. That's why I do this podcast is because when I was younger, I didn't have anyone in my direct circle who I could go and reach out and be like, hey, can you take me under my can you take me under your wing and teach me the ropes? Can you show me the way? I didn't have that. Not with regards to strength training. In other domains, yes, but in strength training, I didn't. So I did a lot of research online and I went to seminars and I bought numerous books and I paid coaches, you know, hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars to improve my skill set. But if you don't know what to do, don't just try and wing it and figure it out on your own. Ask somebody for help. What's it going to kill you? It's going to maybe a bit of a bit of a shot to your pride if you think perhaps you're asking a stupid question. But here's the thing: a friend of mine told me, "You don't know what you don't know." So if you don't know something and you ask the question, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Someone's going to say, "No, I'm not going to help you," and you're back to where where you already are. You're no further back. The best outcome is that the person you are asking the question to will give you a good answer. They're like, oh, hey, you didn't understand that. That's cool. Let me explain that for you. Let me help you through it. So you just got to ask for help. If you do have trouble with this and you think, no, I just, I can't do it. I can't, I've got to be a lone ranger. I've got to do it myself. I would highly encourage you to read the book, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. It's a fantastic book and it will help you start to learn humility, how to ask the right questions, how to look at a situation objectively, and how to actually bring awareness to you as a person, okay? When we start something new, we think it's really, really complex, and it's really complicated. And then when we dip our toe in and we start doing things, we think, oh, this is easy, and we think we're a bit of an expert. And then as we get further down the line, and we start getting some of the details and the other, you know, the smaller performance points, we start to realize, okay, it's actually a bit more complicated. But the best way and the fastest way for you to increase your, uh, speed up your learning curve is by asking for help. When you ask the right questions, you get the right answers and then you can make better actions and decisions. All right. Number 26, do what you can with what you have where you are. So I think this is a pretty fitting uh, maxim, especially as in Western Australia, we're coming out of this whole COVID-19 situation, lockdown, isolation. The amount of people I saw scrambling to get fitness equipment, uh, which is still, you know, I can I can still see a lot of fitness suppliers struggling to get equipment in just with shipping and delays and everything like that. And people bitching and moaning, oh, I'm not going to pay that much for this. Or, you know, oh, they don't have any stock, so I can't do this. Or I don't have a bench, so I can't do a bench press or whatever it is. Ask yourself the question, can you still do something? Yes or no? In life, you're going to have times when you don't have everything at your disposal. 
when you don't have the resources you want, when you don't perhaps have the time that you want, maybe you don't have an hour for training, but you've got 35 minutes. Are you gonna you know, bin the whole training session and think I can't do 60 minutes? Or are you gonna get yourself in there and do 35 minutes? You do the best you can with what you have at your disposal. If you have no equipment whatsoever, do you have a body? Yes, you do. Do some body weight movement. Go for a run. Do some burpees. Do some up downs. Do some lunges. Do some squats. Do sh- do some push ups. Go down to the to your local trail or go down to a playground. Do some chin ups. Use the flying fox. Whatever you need to do. And this is where you have to. If you don't have resources, you have to learn to become resourceful. You don't need all the bells and whistles. My private training facility. I don't have treadmills. I don't have any gym machinery, big bulky machines. And it's for a reason. But I have what I have and I've selected certain equipment for specific reasons. I don't have all the space in the world. Would I like more? Sure. But you can bet your ass that I'm making the absolute most out of the space that I do have. And you could do the same thing in your situation. Do what you can with what you have where you are right now. Number 27, action expresses priorities. This is one of my favorites. I want you to think about what you did today. Or if it's in the morning, think about what you did yesterday. To the minute. Most people use the excuse, I don't have enough time. To to do, insert whatever it is you don't have enough time to do. So maybe it's, I don't have time to train. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to read a book. Well, you've got time for something. You're doing something every single day. 24 hours a day is all we've got. Within those 24 hours, you are filling it with stuff. The things which you are doing are the highest priority for you. And I can tell you that because you are doing them. If they weren't important to you, you wouldn't do them. So if you're not training, if you're not spending any time reading or developing your mindset or becoming a smarter human, or if you're not spending enough family time, you need to ask yourself, what are you replacing it with? Because I can guarantee you something is happening. Whether you are sitting there staring at the TV, whether you are stuck in traffic, whether you are, I don't know. You know though, your schedule will tell you everything you need to know. So if you're unsure of, you know, how do I get more time? Well, you're not gonna get 25 hours in a day. Nobody is, not even the busiest fucking person in the world. 24 hours is all you got. So you gotta sit down and figure out, what am I currently doing? Right, right on the list, big piece of paper on the left. What am I currently doing? When do you wake up? What's the first thing you do? Then what do you do? What happens after that? What do you do when you get to work? How many emails do you check? How much are you scrolling social media? How long is your lunch break? And you go through the whole day and you write down exactly what is happening. Then you write on the right side of that page, what is it that you want to do that you aren't? Is it go for a walk? Maybe you sit down for eight hours a day at work and you're very sedentary and you feel stiff, you feel sore, you feel lethargic and you're starting to get a bit of a belly on you because maybe you just don't move at all. You get to work, you plop yourself down on your chair and your workstation, and then you sit there until it's five o'clock and you get out. So maybe you need to get out for a walk. Maybe that's on your list of things I should be doing. 
or things which are a priority, which I need to find a way to put in my life. Maybe it's training twice a week as a starting point for 30 or 40 minutes. Whatever it is, you just write down those things and then you look back at your schedule. What can I change? What am I willing to move or shuffle or readjust so I can get these things which I need and I want to have involved in my life in there as a feature, as a regular fixture? Action expresses priorities. And a good little tool you can use, there's a lot of um, apps and things like that where you can actually track and measure how many minutes you're on social media for. So I've, I, I'm guilty of this as well. I've, I spend times, well, there are times where I sit down and I just you know click on the gram, the Instagram or the Facebook and you just scroll, you just slide up the page and down you go and then 10 minutes go by and 20 minutes go by and 30 minutes go by and you're like, fuck, where'd the time go? And they have designed it, the, the developers and the creators of these apps have designed it so that it is addictive. And it's up to you to break that habit. But you can track it and measure it to figure out how much time you're spending on there. You can also do the same thing with your emails. You can check how long you're on the internet for and what you spend your time on. Which is why for me, I personally check emails twice a day. Once in the AM, once in the PM. That's it. Because I have a lot of things I want to get done each day. But I know I can't do every single thing on my list. So something has to give. What am I willing to change or sacrifice so I can do what A, needs to be done, and B, what I want to get done? And you can do the same thing. Number 28, realize and accept life isn't fair. Life isn't fair, guys. It's going to kick you in the balls. It's You're going to get punched in the teeth, and you are going to get knocked down over and over and over again. But one of the things that I have realized in my 29 years on this planet is that adversity, challenge, and obstacles are an opportunity for growth. So you may or may not be aware, I was working full-time in a, in a position uh, about five years ago. Uh, one morning I was in the gym, I was coaching, like a normal day, I just went in there, six o'clock class, had a couple classes in the morning, and then I was told that uh, the gym was being closed down. No notice, no warning. So I went from having a full-time position to having no job, no salary, no money, nothing. Bang, like that. So with that, I could have done a couple things. I could have sat there, wallowed, bitched, moaned forever, and there was a little bit of that. But then after I kind of accepted you know, the situation as it was, it's out of my hands. I can't directly do anything to improve it or open the gym back up. But anyway, I made a plan to move forward. What can I do next? What's my next step? Like immediately. So that was on the Friday, on the Saturday and the Sunday. I'd kind of come up with an action plan. On the Monday, I got the ball rolling to have it move. Life isn't fair. Life is not fair. Once you understand and you accept that, you can then take the necessary steps to fortify yourself and make yourself more resilient. And this is where strength training comes in. Imagine life is like a squat, 100% like a squat. If you place a barbell, a heavy barbell on your back, you stand up with it, that shit feels fucking heavy. If you get 100 plus kilos on that bar or whatever your heavy weight is, maybe it's 50 kilos for you. 
But if you've got that heavy weight on your back, you feel it. The pressure of that weight bearing down on your spine and on your body. That shit's heavy. Then you control yourself down to that squat. Under control. You're under control. Control, control, control. Then you got to burst up and finish the rep. There's a lot of things going through your head. This feels fucking heavy. Am I going to be able to get back up? Am I going to be able to finish my set? Am I going to be able to rack that bar without that bar crushing me and leave me in a heap on the ground? That's where you develop grit. That's where you develop strength and resilience to overcome these tough times. But you have to prepare yourself before it. You can't just expect to show up or be prepared that when shit hits the fan that you'll be ready for it because it doesn't it doesn't work like that. The people who have never had any adversity, when they face tough times, they crumble like a fucking cookie. So I'm actually thankful that that gym shut down five years ago because of course it forced me to be resourceful and figure out how am I going to move forward. So when you place these stresses and these pressures on yourself voluntarily, on your own terms, you can deal with stress and overcome obstacles a lot easier. So it helps you deal with life because life's not fair. But you have to deal with it either way. Life's going to keep coming back. All right? Number 29, I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. So we're all born and raised in different situations, different households. Some people by two parents, some people by one parent, some people had no parents. Everybody has different circumstances and situations. Some can be changed, some cannot. But what is always in your control, and this is something I learned from Stoic philosophy, is that you always have one thing in your power, no matter where you are at any given time. The power of choice, the power of your decision. Decisions have uh, consequences and actions. If you are not happy with the direction your life is traveling, you can always decide to take a different path. You can always decide to change something. Don't bitch and moan and dwell on your situation and circumstances. You are where you are, period. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, you decide, you define it. But in order for you to move forward towards where you wanna go, you have to take certain actions and make certain decisions. And once you realize that your decisions lead to certain outcomes, you can then start taking and making the right ones. Don't dwell on your circumstances, but make sure your decisions are what are in the best interest of your ultimate goal. Last one, number 30, eat in alignment for your goals 80% of the time, enjoy the rest. So, I had a number of people ask me, you know, what my diet was when I was doing 75 hard and things like that, and what my what general eating is. I would kind of consider it flexible dieting. I don't calorie count. I don't do macros. I don't do paleo. I have I follow what's called the Jesse Fuller diet. I eat for my goals. Is it full of clean food, shall we say? You know, broccoli, chicken, rice. Sometimes. Is it full of McDonald's? Not really. But do I have pizza? Yeah, I do. I have pizza. 
every single week, Friday. So that's today. I'm recording this on a Friday, and I am very much looking forward to having a pizza this after, uh, this evening for dinner. It's going to be delicious. But I also make sure that I earn those indulgences. You don't just get them. And once again, this comes back to the overweight and the obesity crisis here in Australia is people just eat because they feel like eating a certain food. And once again, that leads to an overconsumption of a specific food. So maybe it's portion sizes, but maybe it's also calorie density. If you're having a lot of fatty foods, your calories are going to be increased. One gram of fat equals nine calories. So if you'd like a lot of fatty foods, calorie intake is going to be quite high. So eat in alignment for your goals 80% of the time. What does that mean? Figure out how many meals you eat per day. For me, I function and I enjoy eating four meals per day. So four times seven. Do the math. Four times seven, 28. 28, 80%. 22.4. So 22 or 23 meals got to be in alignment of my goals. So if your goal is to lose weight, you know you have to be in a calorie deficit. That is a non-negotiable. So you have to sit down and identify how many meals you eat per day. Times that by seven. Times that number by 0.8. Round it up or down to the nearest whole number. That's how many meals need to be in alignment of your current goal. The rest of them, enjoy them. Doesn't mean go eat like bloody pig and stuff your face until you feel sick, but it means go and enjoy whatever it is. Maybe go and have your burger and chips, that's cool. Maybe you wanna go out and have a couple bevies, a couple beers, that's fine. But they go into your total in terms of your cheat meal, shall we say. I hope that makes sense. So. You have to clearly identify your goal. Do you need to be in a calorie surplus? So if you want to build muscle, you need to be in a calorie surplus. You need more calories than your body requires. That's the way you build muscle. You, you eat and consume more than your, calorie, uh, than your body requires. If you want to maintain your current weight, you're going to create a calorie, uh, a neutral energy balance. You're going to be uh, equal calories in to out or very close to across the week, which means that you're going to have a fairly stable weight. But if you do want to lose weight, you need to make sure that you are focusing on the quality of your meals. Nutrient density, good whole foods with lots of vitamins and minerals, lots of micronutrients. And in terms of macronutrients, you need to prioritize protein to make sure you are rebuilding, repairing muscle. And you're also uh, matching your calories with regards to carbohydrates and fats. Protein, 1.5 to 2 grams per kilo of your body weight as a good target. And then the remaining calories can either be split along the carbohydrates and fats in whatever sequence or form you feel comfortable with. So if you like a higher fat diet with you know lots of nuts and avocado and oils and coconut milk, things like that, awesome. Predominate the remaining calories from fats. But if you're somebody perhaps like myself, I, I love carbs, carbs love me, you would eat more of your carbohydrates. But don't overcomplicate this shit. Figure out how many meals you eat per day. Times it by seven, and then times that by 0.8. And that'll tell you how many cheap meals you can have per week. 
So there we have it, my friends. 30 maxims to live by. Part three, in the bag. I hope this gives you some clear and concise information you can use. Now these, you're not going to be perfect at these things, but the goal is to always strive to be as close to the ones which resonate to you as possible. So for me, there's a couple that stand out straight away. Discipline equals freedom. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Hold yourself to the highest standard you possibly can. You know how close to your potential you are operating at currently, and you know how far away from it you are. I hold high standards for myself and for the people around me. That's my level. I need to make sure I play to that. Identify the maxims which work for you. Write them down. Create your own sort of block or framework for governing your decisions and actions each day. When you do that and when you are consistent, you will feel fulfilled with your life because you are moving closer towards your goals, but you will also feel content that you're following through and you're holding yourself accountable. And that is the biggest takeaway and that is the reason I created these maxims, is so I could feel content and happy with my daily decision making. I'm getting the results that I want. It's sustainable and I enjoy the results that they give me. So there you go guys, 30 maxims to live by. If you enjoyed this series or even if you enjoyed this podcast, if you're brand new, there is a fee and the fee is this. If you got some benefit out of the podcast, if you got a laugh or you entertained, please share it with somebody on social media. Please help me spread the message. I understand I'm not for everybody, that's fine. But if you got some benefit out of it, I would appreciate you just tagging a friend or sharing it with somebody who is like-minded, who wants to improve their body and their life. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll speak to you for another episode of The Wake Up Call very soon. Until then, have a great day, afternoon, or evening. If you loved The Wake Up Call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.